Welcome to Side Order, that extra little bit of seconds you always crave. I am of course Matt, and with me is Dave. Say Dave, Dave. Dave, Dave! There we go. Dave has confirmed his attendance. Dave! How are we this Friday afternoon, slash evening, slash um, night? I'm so tired. And that is from work, the inevitable heat death of the world in the UK at the moment with various um, hot spikes and global warming. And just as I come online to, to do a recording review, reading that the literal world is on fire in politics and everywhere all over the world. But aside from that, I'm wonderful. How are you? <laughs> Yeah, not too bad. I haven't read the news today, so as far as I'm concerned, everything is well. Um, yeah, also, I'm suffering from this mild weather we've been having compared to the rest of the planet. Um, but because I'm British, I can't cope with it. Uh, yeah, no, other than that, yeah, also just a bit tired. It's been a very, very long working week. Um but it didn't stop me from squeezing in some media for consumption. Ooh! Oh! Nice segu! Yeah, I have Sigourney. Sigourney. Mm. Yes. So, this month, I have watched on the TV box Stranger Things Season 4. So, last time I told you that I stayed up and watched the entire season of Severance until 1am, didn't I? You did, yes, the Ben Stiller mm. Apple TV show, yes, I remember that. Yeah. So this time I decided to one-up that, and I watched Stranger Things Season 4 at point of broadcast and stayed up until 4am watching that. Bloody hell. It is very peculiar going to bed as the birds are getting up and start singing and the sun's rising. <laughs> and that's coming from someone who's clearly never done a light shift a night shift sorry <laughs> yeah yeah never never done a night shift and um probably the most peculiar thing about that is i got to the end and it went second half of season two starts july and i'm like wait what i've just stayed <laughs> up to 4am and that's not even all of it i've got to do another 4am in a month's time and i can guarantee you i will be well, I would just like to say, good for you. I don't care for Stranger Things, but I'm happy that you like it. <laughs> I have seen bits and I've seen bits and pieces of it. It looks like it's kind of uh, taken a lot of inspiration from this Nightmare on Elm Street. Pretty much, yeah. This season is pretty much Nightmare on Elm Street, and that Kate Bush song that keeps topping the charts, and everybody keeps going on about it because it's Kate Bush in it. The, the, yeah, there's a scene where where the power of Kate Bush um, helps someone out. Yeah. Um, so now Kate Bush is doing very, very well because apparently she wrote the song, produced it, and own, owns the sole rights to it. So every time it's played, she gets all the money and not some horrible studio or conglomerate. So actually, it's nice that a single person single artist is making the money off off all of the um high pit scabbard rather than the studios going haha still making money <laughs> so so that's always nice um alongside that um i've watched and have been watching the boys season three boys like, you don't watch the boys do you i haven't seen the boys no it's on my very very long list you you are missing out so much and that's all i'll say on that it seems like the sort of thing that i would really like it's just i i've got so much to watch already i haven't got the time what more could you possibly want than carl urban calling everybody a cunt like honestly <laughs> i mean fair S sipping a cup of tea like a true Britishman saying diabolical nice soul yeah no it, it's glorious so at the point of recording uh, five episodes of broadcast 
all season free and uh, pretty rad. Um, nice. Alongside that, had a little dive into season one of Ozarks, which is a Netflix show starring um, the Bluffs. Uh, oh wait, that's a reference you won't get because you don't actually watch TV shows. No. No extended period of science. There. No. 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 Def- I've got. I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Didn't register for you at all. Um, no. Not a damn thing. Okay. Right. We'll move past that then. Um, <laughs> I also on Apple TV. I also watched the first season of C. Again, no. stunned silence. That doesn't register either. Because again, Dave just doesn't watch TV. No, this is the show starring Jason Momoa of Game of Thrones fame playing Jason Momoa of Game of Thrones fame. Oh! Everybody in this show is blind and it's set in some sort of post-apocalyptic future. Oh, and I've... then all of a sudden, a couple of kids are born that have have the vision, known as vision, um, and that's potentially going to upset the world because people that can see are witches and blah 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 blah. And I watched the first season, and I tell you what, Jason Momoa does some good violence. I knew that Jason Momoa was in or did an Apple TV thing. I didn't know what it was called, but yeah, now you've said it, it certainly ring bells. Yeah, no, it's um, pretty good. Uh, it's not one that I've been able to binge watch. I'll sort of watch a couple episodes and go, yeah, that's enough now. I'm, I'm at my capacity for this. Uh, I think the reason for that is not because it's not good. It's because... It's in a post-apocalyptic future with where people seem to be very ignorant and talking about religion, going, "Oh, well, we have to pray to to the to the fire in the sky, and we have to do this, and I hear the voices of our elders, and blah blah blah." And I'm like, "I'll oh, just fuck off out of it with that religious nonsense." Fortunately, yeah, Jason Momoa is finding his way around with a big machete, and he's using it as his his walking aid. Um, and when it encounters a person it tends to cause them bodily harm Um, (laughs) so that's pretty rad and then the last TV show I've watched this month before we move on to movie films I watched Obi-Wan Kenobi hello there hello there (laughs) hello there it's over Anakin I have the high ground um, Disney really shit the bed by releasing this weekly this would have avoided a lot of the negative press and comments if they'd released it on bulk sort of the mm. first three episodes are slow burn and it's setting up a few things but a couple of the moments in it are, f- are like face palm stupid where you're like oh fuck off have you done that why the fuck would you do that and I'm going Oh, there's another monk going, that's just stupid, who wrote this? And then gradually as this series progressed, it's like a six-part series, gradually as it progressed, you're like, oh, wait, that was a fucking awesome moment. Oh, wait, that's an even more awesome moment. Um, Kind of like the uh, Vince McMahon gif uh, meme. <laughs> you know, it shows him yes. looking a little bit surprised and then gradually like to the point of ecstasy, kind of his facial expressions progress don't they over the four panels and the, no, the meme noted noted horrible yeah, nasty um, bad man recently stepped down from the wwe yeah yeah i, I wouldn't know yeah. anything about that other than he appears in the meme and that yeah. was kind of my reaction as obi-wan progressed i'm like fuck they're doing good things now and it and um that finished on a high um, that seems to be the way with these disney plus shows because a lot of these disney plus shows seems to be that the first kind of two three episodes don't have a lot go on it always seems to be episode four where kind of shit hits the fan so to speak out of the ones i've seen anyway i don't know how true that is for you because obi-wan was originally going to be a movie i'm curious whether they took the movie script and then padded it out so that it would work as a uh, extended mini series i mean possibly there's that would be a good way to get retention on disney plus uh, 
Yeah, but all of the negative press that was coming out week on week about the show, Sony didn't give it the positivity it wanted. It's only now that the final couple episodes broadcast where the fans that were hating it have gone, no, actually, that was pretty rad. But there we are. So, no, I would heavily recommend watching that. And I can't wait to see some of the fan edits that occur that that then just condense it down into a theatrical uh, yeah. movie length thing. That would be very, very good. I would be curious to see that, for sure. Mm. So tell me, have you done any TV this month? I I finally got round and finished the Santa Clarita diet on Netflix. <laughs> Three years after it got cancelled, <laughs> I'm gonna say I I only I watched season one when that originally broadcast, and I went oh season two didn't watch it. Then season three dropped. Then it went we cancelled it, and I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna watch the last two seasons now, <laughs> knowing that um, it's been cancelled. Does it have they, a satisfying ending? Or they is it definitely an annoying cliffhanger. They definitely went got better as it went on because they introduced a lot more law. Um, as for satisfying ending, uh, it's got an annoying cliffhanger. Um, so you can see, so you can see where they were going to go with it, which I'm, I'm absolutely gutted that they're not doing another series of it, to be honest. But like I say, I really like the expanded lore of it. They kind of brought in, uh, we're three years out from the cancellation at this point, so they kind of brought in like these, these quote unquote zombie hunters and. The various other bits it's it's absolutely mad and nathan fillion comes back as a talking head because of course he does and yeah i i had a, i had a ball with it complete ball but um i mean aside from that i mean i spoke about it on twitter i got round to watching upload season two which is on amazon prime don't know if you know a lot about upload I think I talked about it ages ago on a, a Grand Day Out episode during a lockdown. Lockdown uh, number probably, one, possibly. I probably missed that, because here's some live feedback. Your Grand Days Out just have so much heavy breathing on it, and I find it uncomfortable. <laughs> no, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, but I think, like I say, this was recorded... That was recorded... Uh, covid lockdown but basically it's a show it's got robbie amel in it brother of Stephen amel he he he's on the verge of death so they decide to save his consciousness by uploading it to a virtual basically afterlife didn't ken reeves do that uh i mean he might have done it does sound very canoe reeves does mm. sound like something our boy canoe would do yeah, I'm trying to think of the name of that film. He's he's definitely done that film. <laughs> but I watched that. Um, really enjoyed that. Uh, went to the cinema a fair bit since the last time we spoke. I Yeah, TV series, not really a lot for me. I mean, talking about movies, I didn't really see a lot. I got around to seeing everything everywhere all at once. Holy crap. You were right, that Told film you. is absolutely amazing. If Michelle Yao does not get a nod for some kind of award for her performance in that film, then the system is rigged because she was mesmerising. Again, what what did you think of uh, the, the the return of... I cannot remember the actor's name now to pronounce yes, it correctly. Yes, I, I, I know who you're in about. Yeah, um, he he was super OTT, and I was fine with that, to be honest, because it kind of goes with the film. Yeah. This, and, this, this and the whole tone of the film, yeah. Yeah. Um, again, we can't say too much about it for spoilers, because it's still fairly recent. Yeah. I mean, um, aside from that, I saw the Bob's Burgers movie. Uh, I'll read you my quick review from Twitter. Good fun, catchy songs, charming as always. Ate a burger afterwards. Sounds um, representative. <laughs> I saw Men as well. Holy crap, oh, yes. that yep. film was amazing. Uh, again, from my quick review on Twitter, which if you don't follow anyone for seconds on Twitter, you probably should because you will get these like ages in advance. And my review for that. Jesse Buckley is MVP. Don't miss it. The ending is body horror. 
Body Horror Masterclass. My jaw was agape throughout. See this on the biggest screen you can. Um, it's amazing. It's so, so good. The trailer did make it look really good, but I knew it, it was, was a really good. Film, so I went, yeah, no, I'm not watching a horror film because it was I really like good. Sleep. It was really good and pretentious bollocks of the highest order, and it was wonderful. I loved every second of it. Also, also, uh, two more, just very quickly. Uh, I watched Metal Lords on Netflix. Um, absolutely loved it. Uh, went in kind of expecting School of Rock, but I come out of it actually with a lot more feels than I thought I would. It's kind of like this story of these two like teenagers kind of bonding, quote unquote, bonding over heavy metal and they want to form a band to perform in the Battle of the Bands contest and kind of goes from there and all of their escapades really really good and yet again it's another film with a made up band that actually has a fucking killer song in it uh, yeah you hear the riff throughout kind of the film where they're practicing it and they're playing it you're like yeah I like that and then you get the song at the end you're like yes this fucking rocks yeah, I've added that to my list based on your recommendations. So I'll I will be curious to hear what you. That. I'll be curious to hear what you think about it because it delves into a lot of subjects, and yeah, I came out of it really, really surprised. I really enjoyed it. Uh, last one I watched this month. I, I don't know why. I watched my first ever zero percent Rotten Tomatoes film. Why? Not voluntarily. I just don't know. Not, not voluntarily. voluntarily. No. Are you kidnapped again? No, 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 no. So I put it on and I didn't realise it was. I was like, this is this is just not good. I thought I'm gonna look at the reviews and there it was. Was it, was the it egg. a Steven Seagal film? So so take a guess. It's fairly new, it's been released on Netflix in the UK within the last month. Do you wanna take a guess? And it is apparently a Netflix original. So so if it's a Netflix original it won't be Steven Seagal. So that would no. be my first guess. Is there an Adam Sandler film? No, it's not. I wouldn't be watching he Adam turns Sandler. Out sh- he turns out a load of shit on Netflix, doesn't he? he I um, mean, he does. Yeah. I I don't I, I don't I don't know because um I tend to avoid shit. <laughs> so I saw on Netflix that there was a new Marmaduke film. So for those of you who don't know, Marmaduke was originally. Then. A comic strip in oh I can't God. remember who wrote it, but it's a big, big, massive Great Dane dog. I was like, yeah, I I quite like the Camp Marmaduke comic strips, you know. I haven't seen the Owen Wilson film because that's clearly hashtag content for when I get round to it at some point. Dude, like, so so is this film just trying to follow up on the hype of Clifford the Big Red Dog? Possibly, okay, but we need guess to, we need to get we need to get a dog film out there to rake up However, cash. It, it it made me laugh because it's I was kind of watching it and I was like, this is horribly animated. This is really crude. Um, kind of like all the female characters have got like the fucking biggest like hips, widest hips known to man, like the tiny little legs, and the, all the like male characters have got like big stomachs and like so it's full on like CG animated like Toy yeah, Story style yeah. like Pixar yeah. animation right, nowhere okay. near as good it's it's horrible and I was kind of looking into it and I was like wait a minute J.K. Simmons did a voice in this I was like okay um, he's clearly MVP in this piece of shit film uh, the person voicing Marmaduke is Pete Davison of SNL fame you either love him or why you does, hate him. Why um, does the dog talk? I don't know. He never did in the comic strips. Yeah, I was going to say, like, he didn't in the comic strips. Why would he now have fine carry-on? Guess, not that guess, guess, <laughs> guess who directed it? Oh, no. You ate bowl. Mark A. Dippe. I believe I'm saying that correctly. I might be wrong. Um, if you recognise the name, that is because... No. He is the person that directed the Spawn movie. Wow. And various other Garfield um, straight-to-DVD animated films as well. Is he uh, responsible for a tad of two kitties? 
no, he's not. He's responsible for Garfield Gets Real. And all of the CG animated cartoon ones that you've probably not even seen or even heard of. No, you're quite correct. I tend to avoid shit. <laughs> but yeah, I was kind of looking at it. I was like, holy shit, I know that name, that director. I was like, holy shit, the Spawn film. I was like, wow, his career's just fucking tanked. Which we're going to come to when we, I eventually get round to doing the Spawn movie. Because, oh boy, that it's... Wanda! Wanda! Yeah, we're going to get round to that eventually. Um, yeah, I was like, wow, this guy's career has just fucking tanked. Hmm. He seems to just be doing animated films now, and if if that's kind of the level of animated films he's doing, oh 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 boy! Do you know what? I'm going to send you a trailer because you need to see you need to see how awful it looks. It looks fucking awful. Hang how on. do you direct an animated film? I can understand storyboarding and working out, but actually directing it. It's not like they're going to respond to your direction, is it? They're being drawn on a computer. I don't I don't know. I guess it's to do with kind of the voice direction and uh well and stuff. Right, anyway, I've, I've let lost me, interest. Let now. me sh- you need to see how it looks because I cannot emphasize how how terrible this film looks. So visual things sing- don't work on a podcast form. No, but I need you to I need you to see how awful it looks and just uh, uh, let's have a look. Let's have a look. It's, a it's look. just awful. Marmaduke just looks really wiry. Um, it's the just, fuck is that? Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah, no, um, uh, five seconds was enough. The big, the big plot point of the film is that Marmaduke is an untrainable dog. So this world-famous yeah, world dog trainer goes, I'm going to train him. Yeah. Uh, the J.K. Simmons dog tricks Marmaduke into eating all the food at the buffet table before he goes out on stage and Marmaduke shits into the trophy and the whole and and the smell of the shit emanates through the audience and and causes everybody to like die and pass out and oh oh great stuff stop just just stop I and the audience don't care I'm no done. one's ever going to watch that other than you. That was made specifically for you. <laughs> it fucking wasn't. It was terrible. I was watching it. I was like, this should have been hashtag content. But alas, we live and we learn. Yeah. But that's yeah. been my foray into basically the visual medium of films and TV, to be honest. Ah. Well, Not a great deal. To take the mic back, I also did a cinema. And you can guess what I went and saw. Top Gun Maverick. Wait a minute, I'm getting confused there. I don't know what I was yeah. getting into there. Uh, yeah, that's how. Pretty sure that's how the film starts, and then it goes into Danger Zone. Yeah, um, and homoerotic volleyball scenes. Uh, yeah, and the homoerotic volleyball scene, which is mandatory in a Top Gun film, apparently, was great. Everybody was ripped. Um. Yeah. I, do, I, do, I you don't really any, have... do you want to know? Do you want to know? Do you want to know any more about the film other than other than the volleyball scene was great in it as well? Or I mean, um, I hear I hear it's all kind of actually done in camera. They learned to fly the planes because Tom Cruise went, "No, we're not doing CG on this." Yeah, and you know what? That I think that's why it's so good is because rather than just having them act and play with pretend knobs and that and sitting in a cockpit kind of acting what it's like to get hit by G-Force and Gs, actually having them in real cockpits, even though they're not clearly flying, um, other than Tom Cruise, of course, because it was his own plane and that... Um, actually makes it really realistic it's like yes it's a throwback film to the 80s but even the way it shot felt like a throwback to the 80s with real with real stuff not CG or green screen or any of that nonsense it was a full on proper action film and it was great 
Also, Tom Cruise does some Tom Cruising in it, which you're going, how the fuck does he manage to do some Tom Cruising sat in a cockpit? And I'll let you ponder that riddle forevermore, because I know you'll never watch this. I probably won't. I've just realised what I was confusing the Top Gun theme tune with now. I was confusing it with the Metal Gear Solid theme. Uh, it's got some similar beats, but yeah, you're yeah. drifting in and Metal Gear Solid. So, yeah. outside of the cinema... I watched a film that I know you're gonna hate. Try I watched a f- I watched a fan edit. Can you guess what I watched a fan edit of? Was it Star Wars? Uh, I did. I, well, I did that one in preparation for Obi Wan, but no, specifically, I watched a fan edit of the Snyder Cut. Oh right, okay, yes. So you'll recall that the Snyder Cut was. Uh, fucking long not not performed what's the word yeah you'll recall that the Snyder Cut is um, 4-3 format is in 4-3 format yeah that too it's fucking long yeah it's it's long apparently yeah Um, has about half hour worth of slow-mo footage in it yes it does and a lot of unnecessary blah blah bullshit yes it does so I so f- first and foremost the fan edit I watched two and a half hour runtime. oh oh now you're talking yeah like just just under, just over two thirds of a Batman because <laughs> um, everything shall be equated to two thirds of a Batman or a third of a Batman or one third of the Lord of the Rings extended trilogy. Steady um, now. So yeah, they'd also recut it to be sixteen nine format. Good, good. They cut pretty much all of the slow mo. Good, good. I'm except pleased to hear that. Except where it was awesome, case in hand, being the bit when the Flash is running around Superman and Superman's eye twitch and <laughs> the Flash shits himself as he's running, essentially. They kept that sequence. But what this fan editor did, he went, some of Zack Snyder's dialogue and scenes weren't too good, were a little bit clunky. So I've spliced in some Whedon. Oh, right, you know okay. So, for example, um, you'll recall in the sequence where they have to save the hostages from uh, the night demons prior to the basement area of this interrogation place flooding. Yeah. And the Flash is running paper in and out. They check, They use some of the Whedon cuts there around dialogue and stuff. I believe they also use the Whedon dialogue where the Batman recruits the Flash. And actually oh, okay. splicing the two together in that manner worked quite nicely. That they cut um the flash um entire scene where he's taking the time to Yeah very, very awkward Irish rest, which I know is very topical in the news at the moment based on Ezra Miller apparently being a piece of shit. Yeah. They cut that entire sequence, but they kept pretty much all of the cyborg stuff, which was good. Um, what else did he do specifically? Oh yeah, yeah. You know the bit when uh, Mark Kent goes and have a heart, has a heart to heart to Lois Lane, and then she walks out the building and then morphs back in, morphs into Martian Manhunter. Yeah, yeah. The scene, yeah. the scene, the scene now ends with them having a heart to heart. Then it fades out, so there is no Martian Manhunter. They cut Martian Manhunter entirely from the Snyder, from from this fan edit. So actually, then it is a true, true, genuine, and heart to heart between uh, Mark Kent and Lois Lane. Yeah, and that runs so much better. They also mm. um, cut all of the future nightmare sequences. Yeah. Full stop. So you've got when they resurrect Superman, it it, it cuts the warning of um of the dystopian future. It cuts the post credit stinger of. We live in a society. Cuts all of that. Um, really, just streamlines so much of it, and it kind of gives you an impression of what we actually probably would have got at theatrical release. Because let's face it, yes, the Snyder cut was extensive, but as I said at the time, 
if he didn't put all of the footage he recorded out on yeah. Blu-ray, he would have had angry fans. Whereas I yeah. think this is probably a lot closer to what the theatrical cut would have been if he'd finished it at the time. Yeah. Um, and actually, two and a half hours long watching that, I really enjoyed that. And potentially, you might find it almost tolerable. I probably would, because it cuts an hour and a half. Does Does it cut the really weird village singing at Aquaman as well from the start does it cut all of Batman's fucking journey as well on on the horse and that you get maybe five seconds showing Batman Batman rock up on a horse going into the pub yeah cuts to Aquaman and him having a bit of banter and then as they leave the pub cuts to the Whedon version where Aquaman throws a bit of shade at him and then he just swims off Yes, that okay. So, yeah, I might yeah. have to watch this thing because this sounds like it might actually be quite good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I said I, at I the really, time. I think I, I really said at it. the time after we watched it. I think we said that a fan edit of it, condensing it down, would be the way to do it. Well, d- definitely, and I'd been waiting for a decent one, and this was fairly decent. Even the intro with Superman's death shout. They trim that significantly and it flows so much better. Um, yeah. The sequence where, you know, the Amazons send their their message arrow over and Wonder Woman reads it and she's looking at cave carvings to work out the history of blah yeah. blah streamlined all of that entirely. Uh, yeah. It all just flows so much nicer. Mm. So speaking of uh, long-winded, obtuse sci-fi, I re-watched the final cut of Blade Runner um, this Ooh. week okay just, yeah just for reasons I can't quite comprehend and yeah that's it's still a really good film very long film where not much happens but still a very good film yeah I watched it a couple of months back because I'd never I'd seen the Blade Runner I'd seen it once and was like podcasts keep talking about how it's the greatest sci-fi film ever and how it's influenced everything and Undoubtedly, it has, and I, I I really really enjoyed it. Um, I must admit, I, was, I am quite curious to see twenty forty nine. But if I don't, yeah. I'm I'm fine with it to be honest. Th- this as was a standalone. It why, seems in part. This was why I rewatched it. Is that I do want to watch twenty forty nine, um, mm. but I kind of watched Blade Runner and go, yeah, that's great. Like world building, amazing visual effects, amazing plot, boring as fuck. Yeah, not well. He, he's a hardened detective sent out to find six replicants. He spends a bit of it drinking. He spends a bit of it questioning two or three people, and that's about it. Best one in the world. It's a great film. Don't 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 take this as me hating on the film. It's me just watching it going. In terms of plot, there's like maybe five five minutes of plot dragged over two hours here in terms of like storytelling and things that occur you know but, but but the colonies on Mars and the rings of Jupiter and Saturn and, 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 and the, the crying in the rain the symbolism well, the unicorn yeah, again, dream sequence again, I, I am still quite impressed that Rutger Howe took the final monologue that he was meant to deliver and went now nah, that's shit and then just ad-libbed a whole load of stuff and I think specifically that line about Tears and Rain he ad-libbed and I'm like, oh will you fuck off <laughs> how dare you and do one of like the most memorable performances like <laughs> just done just done a thing again, no I think this monologue's a bit boring, I'll just uh, punch it up even Harrison Ford in that film actually looks like he's fucking acting and he hasn't looked like he's acted in anything for a good about 20 odd years yeah, but he still basically did what Indiana Jones did, which is force himself on a woman who said no repeatedly, and then she just goes, oh, fuck it, I'll stop saying no and just go along with this and get it over and done with as quick as possible. It's, There's it's still like that, that family whole... guy gag, isn't it? It's yeah. 400 no's well, on one yes means yes. Yeah, well, For the well, record, it doesn't. Sure, <laughs> that, was, that was Sean Connery, wasn't it? Yeah. But, as James Bond, essentially, but... It was very much here. I was like, "Yeah, okay." That she said, "No, mate." No, no, she said, "No" again. Learn oh, consent. Right, you've pushed her against. You've pushed her across the room now, and she said, "No" again. Oh, okay, we're going with this, right? Or at least it cut away. 
like geez like again i think that's possibly a throwback to to the to to a bygone era in movie films but i was definitely definitely like i was definitely like yeah for fuck's sake harrison i swear every one of your earlier films and that from this era you you, this occurred a lot even as indiana jones i think it was like that with um, (laughs) a few of the characters you just like for fuck's sake Learn consent, okay. damn it! <laughs> yeah, it's just like, <laughs> but there we are. That's pretty much the gist of everything I have watched. Cool. We'll do quick video games, and then we'll go into our big topic thing that we want to talk that I really want to talk about this month. Cool. Um, two video games this month. I finished Klonoa on the Wii. Um. Basically, I accidentally managed to delete my save file. You pillock. Because where I had it in English, I didn't realise I could have it in the original Klonoa language. And I somehow deleted my file. So I had to start again. And I wasn't happy about it. But then I finished it. And I beat the last boss. And I nearly cried at the sad ending. Because that ending is just so fucking sad. (laughs) Yeah, really, really dug it. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, for you, Matt, it's definitely worth a look when the Legacy Collection comes out in a the HD remasters. Because I think oh, I they're coming out that, in then. a couple of months. Because I will probably be grabbing it for Clonoa 2. Because I haven't played mm. Clonoa 2 yet. Fair enough. I shall look that out then. But yeah, I um, really enjoyed it. There's not a lot more I can say about it, really. It's cute. It's colourful. It's platforming, it's really fun, it's hard as nails in places, and yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of it. However, I decided that Klonoa was my palate cleanse, and I've gone back to the world of Final Fantasy. I have jumped into the world of Final Fantasy X HD. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, really, really enjoying it, surprisingly. Um, the updated visuals, you can't really tell. Still looks like a PS2 game on a PS4. I don't care, I've never played it. Um, I have just reached the Blitzball tournament. Uh, Blitzball is broken as fuck. I hate it. <laughs> Excellent. It's stupid, but naturally I want to win the game to get the trophy, because of course I do. Um, because mm. I don't know if it's got branching outcomes and paths and stuff like that. Because yeah, but I'm I'm enjoying it. Uh, a lot of the voice cast as well, surprisingly, weren't quite expecting. I mean, you've got uh, Tara Strong. She plays a character called Riku. I was like, one of the very first characters you encounter in the game. You're like, I was kind of listening to the voice. I was like, I know that voice. Holy shit, it's Tara Strong. I was like, cool. And then you kind of wash up on a beach and then you meet a character called Waka okay who voices Waka John DiMaggio thank you yes fuck couldn't think of his name I was like DiMaggio I was like I was like Jack Gelardi and I'm like no that's fucking baseball yeah I was like fuck that's not his name but yeah really enjoying it I can't wait to go back to it even if it fucking Mm. kills me I'm gonna win a Blitzball game nice i too have been playing final fantasy this month i've been continuing on with final fantasy 7 modded on pc and this is the og version not the remake regrade integrade outer grade interlude uh version extreme platinum x belly button um this this is just the original that's been modded to be super rad i have finally finished the first disc and i am now officially the furthest in the game I have ever been. Oh wow! Ever. Okay. So so I've just done the snowboarding sequence on disc two. Oh wow! Um, okay. I I am truly in uncharted territories. I've been playing this game on and off since 1997 when it originally released, and I'm finally making headway. And yes, I'm totally using a guide. And the best thing about using <laughs> a guide in this day and age is that it's on my telephone right next to me and it can go go to such and such and I don't have to spend six hours wandering around a fucking map trying to find out where such and such is I just look (laughs) at my phone and it goes 
there's a picture of the map and there's a big red circle around the bit of the map I need to run through. And I'm like, yes, this is how you do it. I'm not watching long YouTube videos how to do it, just a simple guide with pictures. Because even back in, say, the mid-2000s when I was on my third or fourth attempt at playing this where you'd use game FAQs, it's just yes. all text and it's like go to Bunga Bunga Village or whatever and I'm like well where the fuck's that <laughs> I was literally just about to say game facts and, and their yeah. ASCII art for the um the titles and stuff didn't they every single time Yeah. welcome so... to the walkthrough for Final Fantasy and it's all done fucking ASCII art and there's an ASCII cloud and stuff yeah oh the, dear the, that's a forgotten era thing... The thing about Final Fantasy VII's world map is that some bits you get to by car, some bits you get to by chocobo, some bits you get to by heliplane, uh, uh, hovercraft, heliplane, Sid's broken one, and now that I've got the battleship I can go anywhere, but initially you're having to move between different bits, cross rivers and all sorts of nonsense all the time whilst being interrupted by random battles. If you don't know where you're going, you will very quickly, as I did six or seven times through originally in the last 30 years lose your fucking temper with it and <laughs> tell it to fuck right off um, at least with the news, Steam version and PS4 version you can turn off the random encounters because I, I yes, think the one on PS4 the one on PS4 I think is a port of the Steam version and you better believe I did that when I've been playing for it I must go yeah, back to it pretty actually. much as soon as I hit wild map it's ton of random encounters I'm like oh thank fuck I can make progress now um, <laughs> so the only other game I've played and I've played about an hour's worth of it and we can follow up on this more next month is the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game Shredder's Revenge oh yes I'm, I'm dying to play this how is it? it's um, radical cowabunga tubular uh, no it of of the hour I've played it's amazing and that's all I'll say on it and then hopefully you would have played it a bit. Maybe we'll do some online carp and we can talk about it a bit more in detail next month. Yes, yeah, definitely, so, 100%. I hear that you've got a random leading question for me into a topic of which we're going to spend 10 minutes on. <laughs> well, with a bit of luck, yes. So I sent you a new story dated, I believe it was the end of May, start of June, about... A certain film that view are basically supposedly removed from its screens for being quote unquote too offensive. The film in question is, uh, I believe, the director's name is Rob Savage. I believe his name is, uh, who previously did 2020s amazing uh, Shudder original host, his new film Dashcam, so supposedly I have got a uh, I've got a article from The Independent here which basically says uh, they tried to book a ticket online and that the, the cinema chain basically replied and said due to the contents of our movie which may offend our audience, we're basically removing the film so I, ju I just kind of want to talk about uh, kind of instances of this possibly happening and kind of a debate around censorship, not necessarily from the BBFC, but by external things as well, because it also happened again uh, earlier in the month, which we're not going to go into too much because obviously we're not really the right people to comment on it. There was a film earlier in the month uh, that kind of looks at uh, Islam and supposedly a lot of Muslims got outraged at it because it depicts uh, the Prophet Muhammad and uh, his daughter and things like that as well. And there was a lot of kind of contra controversy around that. I don't really want to kind of get into that issue because I feel like we're not the people I to, want to. to really talk we're about not, that. We're not the right people to, but I will say one thing and this is from an ignorant point of view, is that how come any time that particular region is referenced, there's outrage and violence and that, but we can take, have other religions and stuff depicted without all that kind of thing, that it just strikes me as a bit odd that a religion of peace seems to get very riled up over 
a movie that's entertainment to a degree. That's all I kind well, of I, want to say on Well, that. I don't know, because, I mean, if you look at kind of in the 70s, even when, like, Monty Python's The Life of Brian came out, you know, uh, that was heavily picketed. Uh, a lot of Christian groups, kind of things like that, I mean, they picketed outside the cinemas for that film, saying it was blasphemous, and it's kind of in keeping with the uh, blasphemy laws at the time that were kind of in the UK, and things like that. Okay, admittedly, yeah. admittedly, it didn't get removed from the cinemas, but it still had a lot of kind of controversy around it, and you know, okay, and then that's from based another group. On that, based on that, I retract my statement because I wasn't there in the seventies. I didn't know. Um, things change, but I'm like at the end of the day. Come on, now it's just a film, which brings me into the first bit I wanted to reference. So okay. the new Buzz Lightyear film, the CG film that's undoubtedly a load of shit, um, <laughs> is yeah. encountering difficulties in certain Asian territories due to a same-sex couple uh, kissing and that's caused outrage and I've seen signs up saying that we're going to fast-forward the film reel or the digital recording or whatever it is past this scene we're sorry for the inconvenience or here's a warning that this contains this scene in the film you may not want to bring your children to it now I have seen this clip and a gif online because okay. um, pirates put it up and went this is what all the fuss is about now literally Buzz Lightyear and his pet cat thing go up to somebody's quarters knock on the door with a birthday gift um, and there's a party going on, it looks like a birthday party, and the woman Buzz Lightyear is, is with walks into the room, hugs someone, pecks them on the lips, and then that's it. And then they get on with the party. It's like Oh really? Is that literally it? It's it's literally a, a you'd almost like if, if if we were in France, and this is me being a little bit questionable, most screens are done by peck on the cheek, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, arguably, yes. I mean, it's it could be seen as like, like a European granted, thing. Granted, yeah, it's uh, got that granted, reputation uh, about it. Yeah, grant, granted, this one's like on, um, it's on the lips, but it's like a, a blink and... I'll tell you what, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. I am not sending you a screen capture of this um, footage that I'm taking off the internet right now. Okay, you're definitely um, not doing that. I'm definitely not doing that. You definitely okay. won't see this and go, is that honestly what all the hubbub blobs about um, okay. at all? Um, and that's definitely not what we're doing. That's definitely <laughs> not now in your um, WhatsApp inbox at all. Not even in the slightest. Is that is that now happening? And sending, sending, sent now with you at all you will see that the clip that I have not just sent you is not eight seconds long in its entirety. And I think three seconds of that are me working out how to do a screen capture. <laughs> that's, um... That's yeah. it. Um, is that... that, is that I mean, I didn't know. That 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 is... that According wow. to, to people that have seen the movie film, that, that, that is this huge moment. It's literally... She knocks on the door sees her mate, gives her a peck on their lips and then they walk into the apartment where a birthday party oh. or something's happening that is literally it so much that your theatre's going that we're going to fast forward this bit or here's a warning yeah. about this and I'm like I, I was thinking when they said same sex kiss I was thinking it was almost going to be like like one one person's like work work fixing like a dishwasher and someone's going oh sorry I haven't got enough money to pay for you then like some porn groove was going to kick in <laughs> and, and it's going to be like a ten minute kissing and snogging fest or something but no it's just it's just a peck on the lips and that's what they're getting outraged about just just to go this is why I'm annoyed at the world we live in at how yeah how outraged over nothing it's funny like, to that because you say that literally blink and miss that yeah I was going to say it's funny you say that because I saw those kind of signs online earlier it's like oh boy it seems to be a lot of far kind of like really conservative Christian areas and things like that it's um, mm. 
which seems to have really struck a nerve with us. Like I was saying to you when we came out of seeing uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, I think one of the things I said to you was like, oh, I can see why that's been banned or it's being refused release in uh, kind of like the Middle East and places like that. And you, and you went, well, why? Yeah. And did, I was like, did they, well, did the well, two women like, well, even kiss? Did they just hug? They were both. No, it was mums, just but... it was just the fact that uh, America Chavez, she's got two mums, and apparently that's enough for some places yeah, to well, kind of go. So, no, geez. don't 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 want to see that thing. It's you know, I, I'm I'm all for it to be honest because it's kind of like I like to see representation on screen, and I still think personally the best piece of representation I've seen on screen in the last kind of uh, five to ten years or so is uh, The Mitchells versus The Machines which is a uh, Sony Pictures animated film uh, your main like lead character is is queer and kind of it's done so well it's not like it's over the top and it's shouting about it going hey look at us and and things like that but it's so subtle in just the way they do it like she's got like the pride badge on her uh on the lapel and kind of at the end going her mum talks to her and goes oh are you bringing your girlfriend along and it's like are we going to finally meet her and stuff and it's just done so subtly and it's so nicely done uh, you know it's just being like opposed to these, these things is like sucking the joy out of the world yeah you know it's just kind of why are we getting worked up even like this, I mean surely we're adults now and we can make our own decisions about what we do and what we want to see on screen, you know, without having, like, either a uh, a big cinema, like, chain or whoever, you know, go, oh, you, you can't see that, or, oh, we need to put, like, a, a trigger warning on it in case, you know, some ultra-conservative, like, Christian the, or the, whoever is going to get offended that's by the it, thing. you know? I think the cinema chain should have doubled down and done a bender. They should have gone, you know what, screw you guys, I'm going to do this myself with blackjack and hookers. No blackjack. <laughs> just, just... And then you've kind of got it on the other side as well, because in the early uh, 2000s, I don't know how aware of this you are, Matt, kind of the whole reason why the 12A category was kind of introduced in the UK is partly down to films like Spider-Man coming out and children going, I want to see this film but they weren't allowed so much so that local councils, you know because the ratings, the BBFC gives out ratings to like films for the local authorities and the local councils they can appeal mm. them so in a lot of places they kind of made up their own ratings to allow children in to kind of see uh, like Spider-Man and stuff like that you know and that's that's fine because I mean the original Spider-Man was the 12 and I remember it like X-Men when that came out I was like I really want to see X-Men and I was like when that came out it's like a 12 and I was like oh you know because I remember you going to the cinema to see it I did and yeah, I I never had that experience and kind of things like that. With at least with the twelve A now, um, kids and younger people who are like mature enough to say that they want to go see something on the big screen, like uh, I'm going to bring it up again because it's the most recent thing I can think of, like the Multiverse of Madness. That's got, although it's your typical Marvel film, it's got a lot of horror. Uh, kind of stuff in it because it's Sam Raimi and a lot of people have kind of cried out going that doesn't deserve that rating it should be rated higher and you know because I know when we well, saw it there was a lot of young kids in there and they were like terrified but I mean to be honest it's got the rating on there for a reason it should be down to the viewer or the consumer if they want to go see it you know it's yeah it's, I, it kind of I, harks back to the whole video nasty thing to be honest you know it's just I I totally agree with what you're saying though I do think that that if I'm seeing a film no one else should be allowed in the screening regardless <laughs> of their age um, that's my one thing but if you're about to talk about video nasties I want to bring up my my second and final example which was a super quick one from, from Googly okay. okay hit me Cannibal film Green Inferno pulled at last minute from release schedules at cinemas 
Okay, that's the Eli of... Roth cannibal film, yeah? Yeah, I thought you'd know all about that. Is that in your Yeah, I've seen 10? that. <laughs> yeah, of course you have. So, to quote this news article from a website called Showbiz411 and another website, oh, Empire. Now, you're going to look at this and go, oh, they've pulled a cannibal film from, from movie release. I wonder why they've done that. Is it because it's a video nasty? Um, no. Um, apparently, this one was pulled... Uh, Despite it seeing a group of student activists heading deep into the Peruvian jungle to face being eaten alive at the hands of a hungry, indignant tribe, uh, it was purely down to the money people. According to this article, it was financed by a company called Worldview Entertainment, who then fell into financial turmoil. Uh, they had to close that company and essentially bankrupted which meant they couldn't release the film in the manner in which they described contractually so it had to be pulled from release windows oh, okay because to broadcast it you'd have to pay the cinema chains to show it or however it works and because the financiers of this film basically folded they couldn't then sell the film essentially broadcast the film which I thought was fascinating because reading this apparently it was critically being mauled and by having it pulled from cinema releases actually helped its reputation because a lot of people went that's been pulled from release it's a cannibal film I bet that's fucking amazing that must be the goriest thing ever to be pulled from a release uh, no it was actually because of financial problems behind the scenes but that actually helped the film having mm. it pulled from cinemas because people made the assumption oh that must be a video nasty so I just wanted to bring that one up as my my final example which was quite poor and explained terribly but yeah that's what I've done no I can, I up, can see what it's up you to you to there. pick up the pieces now <laughs> unfortunately we've hit upon a topic that I can really talk about for hours on end and I I really do yeah, want to so do I, like I, a I will be capping you at a certain point when I yeah. get bored because I really do want to do an episode about censorship or possibly like another mini-series about video nasties. But yeah, it's kind of interesting you bring that up because I know it definitely didn't get a UK release in cinemas and that would explain it, to be fair. Because I remember yep. picking it up in... I picked it up on DVD in... Oh, God, where did I get it from? Tesco's of all places, I think. I don't know why Tesco's were selling the cannibal film, but yeah, I yeah, I definitely remember reading the press about it. Them saying, Oh, it's too it's too nasty. They kind of spun it on his head going, It's too nasty, it's too extreme yeah. to be to be in cinemas and stuff. Because obviously they're trying to echo like all the old video nasty stuff, you know, from like the eighties and that, and that's yeah, I can totally see that working. Yeah, no, it was purely down to the finances and they were able to bullshit that into to hype behind it so it did well on Home mm. media releases by comparison and, and that and you're just like you sneaky bastards that's 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 pretty amazing mm. I was going to say because it's kind of it's a lot like um, a bit like uh, I want to say possibly Evil Dead because I know Evil Dead uh, it had a cinema release and I think it got a citation very much needed it either got a simultaneous video release, or it was very close at the time. It got a simultaneous VHS release at the time, and I, I think... It was cut was in the cinema, the... and it was uncut on VHS, because the laws yeah. and stuff hadn't been introduced for VHS, so you had the two and different versions floating around until didn't 1984. The cine... Didn't the cinema people then basically strong arm the the money people to go you can never release them simultaneously because it's hurt our box office numbers so much we make all our profit because people basically. are just renting it from blockbusters thereby <laughs> that's why at that time you couldn't get a simultaneous release and I think even to this day even with VODs and streaming and that there are very few things that have a simultaneous release I mean yeah, I mean, Disney have famously got the 12 to 16 week turnaround from uh, from the moment it hits theatres to the moment it hits home media, be it via streaming or like DVD, 
Blu-ray HD DVD. Yeah, Doctor Strange is now available um, digitally. It is indeed. And, it's and now yeah. available on the Plus. Yeah. And yeah, I could have swore I only saw that last month, but we saw the opening weekend, so it must have been longer than a month ago. That's a yeah. really quick turnaround. Very quick turnaround. I know things are obviously kind of different at the moment with the whole germs and unprecedented times, which I never want to fucking hear again. But it's kind of really changed the landscape. But kind of going back to the original topic, the only other thing I can think of at the moment is the original release of A Clockwork Orange, uh, the Stanley Kubrick film. I'm not sure if you're aware of it, Matt. Yeah, wasn't that banned and only available? Wasn't no. it banned for like 10, 15 years or something? No. And got so, a home release? So the thing is, is that it was never banned. It's a common misconception that the film was banned. Uh, it turned out that there was a lot of copycats uh, copying uh, kind of the actions in the film from the Droogs, mostly teenagers, of course it's fucking teenagers because teenagers are impressionable and basically Stanley Kubrick got a load of death threats and stuff so he pulled it from kind of cinemas and uh, not available commercially and yeah it was available on like pirate VHS and stuff for a long long time until like maybe the late 90s kind of when uh, uh, Mr. Furman uh, I can't remember the guy's name now, the the former head of the BBFC, uh, Mr. Furman, kind of stepped down and a lot more things kind of got laxed and lenient within the BBFC, especially with kind of uh, video releases and stuff like, because I know he pissed a lot of people off saying, yeah, we need to start rating pornography. And a lot of people didn't like that. Well, that's just because he was like, you know what? My job is a bit boring. What I could do with is some me time at the end of the working day. <laughs> I know... If I have to rate all of this stuff now, I don't have to pay for it out of my own pocket. I think what it really comes down to for me and censorship is like, I don't think we should be allowed to be told what we can and can't watch. It should always be down to the viewing public what they want to watch. All right, there's going to be things that are going to be obscene. Case in point, a Serbian film. I know that a lot of films are still cut now for cinema releases because of like animal cruelty and stuff. I know there was one fairly recently, I want to say it was possibly Red Cliff, a John Woo film came out uh, about 10, 15 years ago or so, that got a slight cut because uh, there was a sight of a horse falling over and technically it's animal cruelty, uh, mm. kind of the law in that sense, kind of breaking that law. So there are some things where you go, well actually yeah, I could probably do without seeing that. I mean, like Cannibal Holocaust, and you know, I talked about Iron Master. So I think on that disgusting note, that is now <laughs> twenty minutes rambling about that kind of uh, stuff. And if you want to do a mini series on that, you're more than welcome to, and I will not be part of it. I um, would love to. <laughs> Genuinely, people get in touch if you want to hear me like talk more about video nasties and censorship and stuff because it is like I'm not gonna lie, it's a big interest and a big like passion of mine. It's one of the reasons why I wanted yeah. to start the podcast, to be honest, is to talk you, about you films could, like that. But you could do a live stream and then get banned by Twitch for violating their <laughs> their terms of uh terms, terms and conditions. Policy, terms and conditions policy or whatever it's just for discussing it. <laughs> Yeah, I just put a pit, I just put a picture of Driller Killer on screen in the fucking front cover, and it's like Instaban. But don't worry, Again. we'll let those hot tub streams goes on. Oh boy, howdy! The funniest <laughs> thing about Driller Killer is, is it's a killer killing people with a with a drill before cordless drills were a thing. It's true, um, it's true. And I was talking about it with someone the other day, actually online, and I think we both equated it to it's about an hour of the director's shit punk band which are really shit about 5 minutes of actual drilling killing and about 10 minutes of fetishization of a drill that doesn't exist yeah. fucking terrible Sun. film terrible, it's in Sun. the public domain if you want to watch it yeah, so nowadays all they need to do is get a sponsorship from Black and Decker and they'd be sorted <laughs> wouldn't they the only reason fucking Drilla Kid was notorious anyway was because of that front cover on all the, um, the old Vipco releases on, on VHS and then you got fucking proud Mary Whitehouse coming going, that's unacceptable. I mean, it probably is, thinking about it really, but, you know. you got to hate someone, haven't you? Fucking Mary Whitehouse. 
yeah. Matt doesn't know who Mary Whitehouse is. Don't no, worry. I nor, will, learn, I will I, teach you one day. <laughs> nor, nor am I bothered enough to actually ask. <laughs> right. But I think with that out of the way, I think we should um, wrap up nicely. I think, um, yeah. That's been your side order, and I'm very sorry about the last 20 minutes. Head over onto Twitter at anyone podcast to keep the conversation growing. We're also on Facebook. Search for us, you'll find us. And again, I'm very sorry that you're having to go on to Facebook. Longer <laughs> considerations and rambles can be sent via email to anyone at seconds at gmail.com. Like, have we ever received an email to that, just out of curiosity? Two. I've had two, two emails. That's not bad. Well, that's, that's made it worthwhile. Don't forget to leave us a like, rain, and review on your podcast platform of choice as it helps us. Oh. The podcast will reach a larger audience and then have to apologise to them about talking about video nasties. <laughs> right. We'll leave you with some sort of noise, I imagine. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Maybe, maybe some Final Fantasy X riffs. Is yeah. there any good music in Final Fantasy X? There's a really cool metal theme. If I can find it, I will send it to you and let you know. Yeah, we'll wipe that on the end that. Here to, to, to make everyone feel better. And I'm going to go watch the Soho Pride Soho Horror Home Festival Pride Edition. Yay!